other day I was in my car listening to a commercial and I'm just sitting there at a red light and I hear this honking, like honk, honk. And I'm like, who's honking? It's a red light. Like, I'm not supposed to. And then I, real, and then I hear the honking again and I realize it's the commercial. I hate those commercials. I know, me too. I hate those commercials. I think that should be illegal. Yeah. Or when they like play like a, a, a police siren. Oh. That's yeah. the worst. My heart drops because I'm just like, it reminds me of my, my days when I was in a gang. And, uh. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tomorrow. We're your hosts, Riley Carasquillo. And I'm Adam Harris. And we're really excited to get together again today, especially after our little absence last week. Turns out uh, we had a crappy audio file. Uh, it would have made a great remix with some sweet beats, but other than that, it wasn't really suitable for our purposes. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Which really stinks because we had about 40 minutes of content that we thought would have been really valuable to us, or to you guys, not to us. What am I talking about? But, uh, and then we, we th- started thinking about it and we thought, nah, we actually didn't really think it was that great anyway, so. Yeah, so we're not even going to talk about the same thing. Nope. We're recording something completely new this week. Yep. Web design trends, you can go out there until we're ready to, to do it in a better way. <laughs> Until we've grown as far as our powers in the force, our force powers. Yeah. Anyways, so today what we're going to talk about is the D3 library. Um, it is actually fairly common depending on what you do or want to do. Yeah, when it comes to data visualization, which is what D3 is all about, it's there's really no competition as far as making visualizations on the web. There's just... No other framework that does what it does or as powerful as as D three, and in fact, if you if you look up any other ones, they're probably based off of D three. They're probably using D three behind the scenes. So if you go to D three js dot org, you will go to his website, and in the top right hand corner, there is a fork me on GitHub. Which you don't I always... see that as much anymore, do you? I don't know. I um, I don't think feel like I have almost ever seen it. I used to least. see it a lot uh, a long time ago before I even know knew what GitHub was or what forking was. It sounded weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fork me. That definitely sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead and fork him on GitHub, and basically, if you don't remember, what that means is that you will essentially copy, uh, or have access to his all of his open source D3 documentation and data and code. So you probably should get into that since data visualization, wow, data visualization is super important today. Yeah, and I've never actually forked it, but I have started. Good for you, Adam. (laughs) And D3 is trending on GitHub quite a lot, actually. Yeah, well, that's good. They should be with Domo's super success, right? Because yeah. data visualization will be, I feel like I'm saying like an L at the end of that data, data visualization, data visualization. Goodness gracious. 
Mm. I cannot speak uh, English today. That's another example of me not being able to speak English. If you go to their homepage, I feel like the first time I came to this homepage, I saw all like this hexagon layout of all these different uh, visualizations, and I wasn't super impressed. I thought they were kind of ugly. What I mean, what's yeah. your feeling on that? Yeah, no, actually, I have the same feeling, but I think it's cool because it's representative of what you will probably be able to do. Now, the funny thing is the New York Times has used this in, in amazing ways. Yeah. So a really cool example of how powerful D3 is and, and what you can kind of do from it with it is the New York Times once released a infographic, I guess you can, you can say, or a graphic showing the constellations of directors and their stars. That's literally the title, so you should go look it up. It's really cool. And it shows directors and the stars that they most commonly use, but it's done in such a really nice, visually striking way that uh, the visualization tells the story in and of itself. Yeah, I think the New York Times actually calls it interactive, interactive storytelling. Yeah. And That's I actually cool. found an article that just lists out 2014, uh, the year in interactive storytelling, and it lists off all their cool examples. That's awesome. Yeah, that's something that everyone should check out. Because if you like a little bit of animation, but you never really think that you could get into animation, or you don't have like the animation-type skills to get into, um, this is a really good way to jump in there and uh, get a taste of what it's like to, to create something visually without necessarily... Um, being a straight-up graphic designer. Or... Yeah, and these aren't just, like, boring charts and graphs. I mean, this constellation of directors and stars is really cool. And, like, as you're scrolling down the page, you can see the different directors and hover over them and see all the connections. Can you, like, click on them? Um, no? Yeah. Oh, and yeah, it you, takes you... you can click on it and it takes you to the IMDb page. Yeah, look at that. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, it's a really... It's Some really of them are really complicated. Some of them are really small. There's also a lot of other really good ones. One was really popular in 2013. Uh, four Ways to Slice Obama's 2013 Budget Proposal. Yeah. It sounds really boring, right? Budgets. But uh, they use a really cool thing in D3 called a force layout. And what that does is basically you can draw these circles and then it computes the forces between these circles. Like there's gravity and then the circles um, bounce off of each other and repel each other. And so these circles get um, bounced around into different formations depending on uh, how you want to slice the data. It can either throw them all together or uh, like spread them out into these different groups. The cool thing is that Adam is actually working with this stuff, whereas I'm not really. I'm more of a student, I guess you could say. And uh, I, I think it's something that is really cool and fun. Um, people will definitely be impressed by your skills <laughs> pretty easily. It's one of those things where, like, you know, a lot of programmers will do things that people won't understand, and they'll just be like, okay, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, this is something Why? you can really show off to people. Yeah, you can show this off, and people will immediately, especially people who have never programmed before and people who have programmed before, will look at them that, and they'll think, oh, that's cool what yeah. you just did there. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen some really cool examples of using data mining and D3. So taking that, that information actively 
and and transfer transforming it into a interactive story, I guess you could say. Okay, so what is D three? So D three is a is a library. So it's not a framework, so don't get those two confused, but it's a library for data visualization. So its main purpose and point is to, uh, as we've been saying kind of over and over again, take that data and tell the story that you're trying to tell in an intriguing and attractive way. Yeah, and uh, it can be interactive, and it's on the web because it's JavaScript. And there's a really good, good free ebook called Interactive Data Visualizations for the Web by Scott Murray. And uh, you can either buy that or just read it for free online. And then obviously his website is a good resource for seeing examples and uh, giving you a little bit of an information uh, about how to do these things. Anyways, you've got a lot of uh, resources available to you. And then obviously, if you're local, every once a month, Domo actually does a D3 meetup as well, and that's really cool because they do some really cool, simple walkthroughs where they take you through some examples of how to do things, and sometimes they're really complicated, sometimes they're a little bit more simple, but it's a really great way to meet some of these uh, experts locally who are working with D3. And then the last three things are the simple things. How D3 affects HTML, what is an H S what is SVG and then how you it affects CSS or how CSS I guess technically is uh, used to affect um, or use D3. Yeah, I mean so D3 itself is in JavaScript and then you can use it to bind data to the DOM. And the, you can either use HTML, you can uh, say you can maybe make a bar chart using divs and divs can look like a rectangle. Or what's a lot more common is you use SVG, because SVG has rectangles and circles and lines and paths and all sorts of stuff. And SVG is just a, you know, a image format in, in vector format, and it looks just like HTML, really. So why vector? Because there's like these two things, right? Pixels and vectors and... Yeah. And you see them come up quite often in, in web design. Why why vector? I think it's just because SVG creates DOM nodes just like HTML does. But vector's also good because it can scale infinitely large. So when you jump in uh, into a, a D3 document, I guess like layered, not layered, but filled out document. So you've got D3 in there. Um, what, what, what does it look like? What is it doing? Okay, yeah, so the first thing it typically does is you've got your data. Your data can be, it's usually an array of, it could be an array of numbers or um, an array of objects. It can be taken from a database. Yeah, Um, so you've got your data, and then the next thing you do is you make a selection, and you're selecting, say, rectangles. Well, there's not any rectangles on the page yet but you're selecting rectangles and binding data to it. And then D3 says, oh, I need to add all those rectangles. And so you've got your like initial selection of things that, that get put onto the page, and then you've got your, your selection of things that were already there but maybe need to be changed. So maybe your data changed, so the bar needs to grow. 
and then and then maybe your data has gotten smaller so and you may need to re remove some rectangles from the page so it's basically enter update and exit so let me see if I understand correctly then technically if you have no data data in there you're still um, setting the parameters of what your data will look like and do uh, when the data does appear or is in there. So if you like have an array, for example, that has nothing in it yet, yeah. and then, uh, I don't know, you do something where, I don't know, your D3 is, or your your program is counting how many users are getting added. Yeah, and you get like a real-time graph and see them as they're added. Yeah, and so... At first, it will look like there's nothing there when you have no users, but as users get added, it will start adding bars and heights to those bars yeah. as users start jumping in there. Yeah, or maybe users leave and, and then your bar shrinks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you can actually go in and actively see your bar shrinking as well if you're losing uh, users, much like MySpace would have been <laughs> able to see that when uh, the dawn of... Facebook yeah, came. <laughs> so another thing D3 does, besides just the data binding to the DOM, is it has, it has DOM manipulation stuff, just like jQuery. It has data ma manipulation stuff, a lot like Lodash or Underscore. And, and then it also has some SVG helper functions. So you might need to b draw a, an arc Path, like a like a piece of a pie that shape it, it's got stuff to help you draw that shape now I want some pie yeah do you <laughs> have any pie no unfortunately not I will next week because right. next week's Thanksgiving yeah now we have to release this this week because <laughs> I mentioned Thanksgiving next week yeah <laughs> but I'm also on a diet I'm not eating sugar mm. during the week only on on Sundays I'm allowed to eat sugar. Mm. So, I shouldn't have tempted myself that way. Bummer. Now I'm just thinking of Costco pies that are already ready and made. Or Marie Calendar pies at Walmart. It's almost as delicious as D3 is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, because D3, you can have pie charts, donut charts. So, what else? Is there anything else that we could talk about with D3? You can link your D3 directly to your HTML by throwing it at the bottom as a script tag, right? Yep, yeah, and there's a CDN for D3. It's um, it's on their website. It's like d3js.org slash blah, blah, blah. It's there for you to go use, so go use it. Next time on The Web of Tomorrow. Oh, Enrique, te quiero mucho. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's going on the end. <laughs>